It's not very often that I go exploring outside of North America when it comes to cryptids and other things like that. Welcome back to the swamp, my friends. It's good to see you made it back for another episode. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true European cryptid horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share, especially if it's from Europe, I'd love to share more, be sure to send in your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp and stories like yours to help keep this show going. From experience, the best thing to do while listening to scary stories is something that you enjoy, like taking a hike or perhaps playing a video game. Today's episode is sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. For those who have not taken down the Demon Lord, crushed the Ice Golem, or ascended the Doom Tower, well now you can join millions of other real players who are playing Raid Shadow Legends. Explore millions of champion combinations and master countless tactics that you can use in the raid bosses, dungeon runs, campaign battles, and PvP arena matches. With hundreds of artifacts to equip over 500 champions blessed with unique skills, you can build your team, develop your champions, and raid your way. Personally, my favorite part of raid is jumping into a couple of PvP arena battles with my friends, and going over team builds for clan bosses, arenas, and dungeons. Like any good and active game though, there's always new things coming to raid, and this month Rage just released a ton of new clan features and improvements. There are brand new quests for you and your clan members to work on together. New benefits for every clan member just for being in the clan. And even a brand new clan shop that gives you access to some incredibly powerful items. I like playing with other people, and I'm sure you do too. So I love all the new content for me to explore and complete with my clan. This month's raids also got new champions to collect from fragments in the Doom Tower. If you want to get a huge head start in raid, all you have to do is hit the link in the description. New players will get an epic hero, Conaru, who is amazing in the Doom Tower. 200k silver, 1 XP boost, 1 energy refill, and the 1 ancient shard so you can summon an awesome champion as you get in the game. Look at this cool champion you'll get for free. Isn't that just epic? I know I'm gonna enjoy playing it. You will find your extra rewards here in your inbox for the next 30 days only. Once you're in, you can find me in-game under the name Swamp Dweller, and if you're fast, you can join my clan. And it's that easy. Just click the link in the description, and I'll see you in-game. Thanks again to Raid Shadow Legends for sponsoring this episode. I went on vacation in Northern Europe with my grandfather, as he had taken people there before. When I left the States, I did some research on the mythicism of the people. A generous preponderance of it was concerning trolls, and so I did an expansive investigation touching on the topic of trolls. I listened to the podcast of Swamp Dweller and others. Anyway, my grandfather was remarkably kind, and when I requested to investigate Troller's Gill, he granted it without equivocation. We had countless fun experiences while in the United Kingdom. Resting in peace, Grandpa. Anyhow, on the route to Apple Treewick, we stopped at Tesco Petrol Station. We convened a couple of quite charming chaps there, one appearing to be somewhere in their mid-thirties, and the other looking somewhere in his sixties. The more youthful fellow had ginger hair and was wearing a corduroy parka. The mature individual possessed a full head of lustrous silver hair 
and had an extremely crisp Norwegian accent. They inquired where we were going. I simply replied, Troller's Gill. The more adult one shifted to the ginger and his peepers went wide. The redhead discerned that he was surprised that we would be going there and his eyes went wide. The pair then both stared at me and my grandpa with shock. The old guy said something about a dog beast in German and the other looked to my grandfather and declared, Troller's gill is shamed for the devil dog brute. Anyone who beholds him perishes shortly after. We both presumed he was ribbing, and I understand it seems cliche, but I was honestly sort of creeped out. But I downed a strawberry Miranda in the truck, which set me in a kindred spirit. Once we arrived, I spontaneously sensed an uncomfortable, eerie presence. The presence of an omnipotent presence. We advanced along the path, and I began to overhear some echoing, clanging clamors up ahead. We continued moving along and hiked up to the summit of a large hill. We sat there and let dew soak into the rear of our trousers and snacked on granola, taking occasional swigs of our Red Bull. We took in the view of the Grand Chasm and the fragrance of moist earth, moss, and fungi. We inhaled with contentment. The light, barely lucid fog sent along with the essence of stone and cold rain. The tempestuous, storm clouds refined the sunlight of the setting day star through themselves, tinting the cumulus bodies of deep, brilliant azure. My sagacious grandfather understood and discerned this to be the mark of dusk and clarified to me that it was growing late. We did not possess any watches amidst us, or any device concerning time for that matter. We had left them behind in the truck as a way to get away from those things. We coveted the lavish impact of this sight I had been so eager to experience. We just hunkered down there for a few more moments. We both grasped the truth that we ought to leave shortly, but we both wordlessly chose to relax there for just a few more minutes. My stare trailed up from the crevice up to the elegant sky. As I was mounting up the resolution to indicate that we had to get on our way, my prepubescent brain did not want to leave. As I transcribed this, I realized that it presumably had to do with the pubescence and more of the repugnant entity toying around amidst my subconsciousness. While we irrevocably got up and started preparing to leave, we both heard what sounded like a howling. We both gazed down into the crevice and then overheard a hushed growl much closer to our position. I peered into the mysterious chasm, the surging, writhing umbra taunting me, spurring my hormone-ridden cerebrum. I was frozen in terror. I underwent profound coercion to attend my grandfather, and the moment I did, he cried out in fear. He pointed down to the gorge, and I looked downhill. I didn't detect anything, yet still, the petty child within me was even more panicked as I observed my tough old grandpa getting that frightened, and, not being there for him, nearly simultaneously, my grandpa and I bolted, and at that instant, it seemed like he was running quicker than me. As we ran along the trail, the clinking and clanking accompanied us at a comfortable pace, almost like the beast was tantalizing us. Now... Tears began streaming down my face, seemingly burning my cheeks. I glanced at my grandpa, and he glanced at me. We were both scared out of our wits. We made it to the security of our truck, 
my soft weeping drastically converted into heavy sobbing. Once I was done with my tearful sitting, the flesh below my eyes was stinging so sorely that I felt like a weeping anew. According to my grandfather, there were amazingly extrinsic tear streaks under my eyes, a dull maroon edge on a formless path, the body of the line paler than my skin hue. When I spoke to him regarding our encounter, I inquired about what he was pointing at in the gloomy chasm. He told me these exact words and I quote, a dark furred wolf as heavy as a bear with tusk like a hog and fangs like a viper. His eyes, his eyes were broad saucers charged with fire and his embers stung me. As he uttered this description to me, it was almost idyllic. For some reason, his words had an immeasurable effect on me. I don't have a photogenic memory, but for some reason I can recite the complete bit off the top of my head every single time with no consideration or hesitation. Like the place had a lasting mark on me. I might go back there someday. I can't grasp what I will do. There were only two material things I took home with me from that monster, but you surely couldn't label it as evidence. A tear in my beloved sweater, now I normally go with the flow, but for some reason, it made my heart stop. I suddenly broke into a cold sweat. I originally noticed it when I was on the way back. I was tensely fiddling with the finger breath of my attire. It was dark at this point, and I was doing everything I could to hold my gaze away from the ditches on the side of the road. My imagination was waiting for me there, with a knife behind its back. I sensed something burning me, and I tore my hand away from the sweater. I noticed a tear, and I somehow associated it that it was ripped with teeth. Not hominid teeth, but something sharper. My grandfather didn't discern my pain. It was dark, and he was concentrating on more significant matters like driving. The other item was driven into the sole of my shoe, a rusted black link from a chain. I don't understand the importance of this article, but I believe there is something peculiar concerning it. Thank you, Swamp, for sharing my story if you do. It was Reforger 1976, and I was separated from others that were with me in the forest of southern Germany. It was in September, so it was still like summer. Sometimes it would rain, but at that time it was hot. They moved me to a railhead for what reason I did not know. The army logic is beyond reason sometime. At this, they had a lot of tanker trucks, and these trucks looked to be abandoned as I walked by them. It was strange to see them like that, I thought. At night, we had to sleep in the hallway on the floor, and that night I fell asleep very fast because I was very tired, and it had been a very long day. Later that night, I woke up, but I was not in the same place where I fell asleep. This had me disoriented, as I was unfamiliar with my surroundings. I was suddenly awake and walking into a small town. Now I had heard of this town before. It was known as a school town, which had nothing but girls and women living in it. I heard a voice in my head telling me that a self-propelled howitzer was lost, and they were looking for it. I had to find it, and for whatever reason I knew details about the situation. It was a medieval-looking town with cobblestone streets that looked like an old vampire movie location. At this point, I was not looking for the howitzer in this town because it was way off the beat, 
and pass that no person with the right mind would travel to this location. It was primitive to say the least. I was in Germany for two and a half years. I went to places near the east and west border that looked like cave people lived in there. There was a mound of dirt and doors. This town reminded me of ancient Europe, but they still had houses where people lived. This town was so far off the highway that I was angry because they sent me here. I could not believe my eyes. There was the track, and it was abandoned. There was nobody manning the track. A thought came to me was that it was a town full of women, so the crew might have taken off with them. So I decided to start looking for them. I started knocking at the doors of the buildings around, trying to find the missing crew. A blonde woman answered the door, and she asked me in. I started to talk to her, and we got to know each other, and then one of her friends came in with the blonde woman and started to ask me if I wanted to stay the night because it was getting late, and it was far from any army units. I think she was also lonely and wanted somebody to spend the night with her. Lucky me, I was in the country only a few months, and I was in a town full of only women, and one invited me to stay. This was one adventure that I could talk about. Remember, life is an adventure, one after another. I thank God because, to me, he is the one that puts things in your life and makes it more interesting. The blonde woman talks broken English, so she never gave me her name, and she started talking to her friend in German, and her friend got angry. They looked like they were going to fight. Her friend was a dirty blonde who stood up about five foot seven. They were both at each other's necks. They were wearing jeans, and I did not remember their tops. I don't remember if they were wearing shoes or not either. I guess the details are not very important. I start to go into the bedroom to get some sleep. I later fall asleep, and I believe the blonde woman and her friend come in walking in the room. She looks at me like she wanted something. Remember, this town was nothing but woman, but she may have not have seen a man for a long time. So I got up to hug her. She was around 7 to 10 feet away, and then I felt something hit my face. The only light that was coming into the room was barely even shining any light for me to see. I rubbed my face and look at what it was. The color was red as blood. There was no other person in the room but me and her, and it started to look like she was falling apart. Part of her body was flying everywhere. The shock of seeing this left me trying to figure out what was going on. Was I caught in a dream? Was I caught in some sort of delusion? What was happening? There was nobody standing that could have done this. She was standing in front of the door, and light was hitting her, and there was nobody standing next to her. It was like a spirit was hacking her with a knife. So my thoughts got back to me, and the first thing I thought was to run out. I gathered my clothes and ran as fast as I could. I had my M16 but no ammo, not even a bayonet so I could protect myself if it came down to it. I could use my rifle as a club, but as far as I could tell, I could not see the creature. So I got dressed and decided to go see if I could find the howitzer again, to see if I could get something like a radio. But I never used one, so I did not even know how to turn it on. I was still a recruit, barely even in a year, yet I still need to learn more. When I started to hear my name being called out, Someone was screaming my name, and I was still in the track. Then it jumped, 
and hit hard because it shook the track and knocked me off my feet. I was on the floor. Then I saw it. It was a lizard. A humanoid lizard creature, standing around seven foot tall. It sounded angry for some reason, and it was coming straight for me, with red glowing eyes and brown scaly skin. It hit the track hard, so that it left a dent in it. After I got it started again, my thoughts were back on track. I was trying to make a plan to get away from whatever this thing was. I focused, and I started to notice its movements, and it lunged at me again. But this time my mind was ready, and it didn't knock me down. But I knew where and when it was going to do it again. So I picked up my rifle, and used it like a sword, and it went right through it. Then whatever this thing was disappeared. I had to learn one important lesson. is mental energy does not affect your environment. I don't know what happened that night. I ended up getting back outside Nuremberg and being safe. I got to my home base that afternoon, and I had to talk to the company commander. He asked me why I was so late, but I didn't tell him about this lizard person. I've seen this creature for several nights now on my way to and from work. The first couple of times I just saw the reflection of its eyes by the side of the road before it skitters away out into the woods. At one time I saw it peeking its head over the side railings along the dark mountain road I drive home on. If I were to try to describe the creature, I would say that it's about 40 to 50 centimeters tall, with a big round head and large green eyes reflecting the lights from the car. It looks like a small monkey but without a tail, and I think it has dark brown or black hair that covers its body and head. The thing is that there are no wild animals in Sweden that are known to fit this description. My best theory is that it is a troll of some sort, maybe even a goblin. I've heard many stories of goblins in Swedish folklore that live in the woods and in burrows along creeks, but... I never thought that I would see one, or at least I think it's a goblin. But that is only a theory. It's the only thing that makes sense, or as much sense as it can. It's hard sometimes to believe your own eyes when you're faced with something you never thought you'd see, or something you didn't even think could exist. At first I thought it was a cat or something, maybe some other small animal, because the first time I saw it, I only saw the eyes. Thinking of a cat in this situation is something any rational person would think. However, as I saw more and more of it, I seriously started to doubt that it was a cat. Today, as I was driving home on the same road, my doubts were proven right, to my dismay. I saw it sitting on the side of the road, just as I came around a bend and had to brake as hard as I could. When the car came to a screeching halt, the creature was probably no more than four meters from my car, and I could see its eyes staring right at me. I became paralyzed by fear, and I could feel my heart pumping in my chest. It just sat there for what felt like a minute or two, just staring at me with those big, green eyes, like it was trying to figure out what to do next. Then it turned around and ran into the woods, and I lost sight of it. Honestly, I'm not sure how long I was there, but I sat there for a while, trying to understand what I had just seen, but I could not wrap my head around it. 
I do not think I will be sleeping much for the next few nights. I will probably just think about that creature, and if I will see it again, I'm not sure what I am seeing, but I'm pretty sure that it's a troll or something like that. There are many stories about trolls and goblins living in the forest around here, and if anybody's encountered something similar in Sweden or in any other country, please share your experiences or knowledge about what it might be. I'm genuinely curious to know if any other swamp dwellers have any theories or potential sightings. I'm a big fan of horror stories. There's nothing better than sitting home on a cold, rainy day listening to allegedly true horror stories wrapped tight in a giant blanket pretending to be a human burrito. But listening to these stories on Swamp Dweller's show and experiencing them is a road I never wish to cross again. I, myself, am an 18-year-old dude from a small country in Europe. I have a good body build from all those years in the gym and an excess amount of protein. I've lived my life in the biggest cities in my country, but I have never shied away from going to the countryside to get a bit of that countryman life. So... In the summer of 2019, I and two of my friends, Martin and a guy everybody called Wolf, decided to go binge drinking in a log cabin that was located some 35 miles from the nearest city. It doesn't seem that far, but none of us had driver's licenses at the time. So, at about 7pm, we hopped on a train and went to the woods. From where we had to walk about 3 miles to the glorious two-story log cabin, Inside, on the ground floor, there was a kitchen and a bedroom. Upstairs, on the second floor, there was a small hallway which led to another bedroom with separate beds. I and Wolf established our presence in the second floor bedroom, and Martin settled down in the ground floor bedroom, like the little loner he is. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. We were prepping food and drinks, listening to music, never minding that we were in the middle of the woods miles away from the nearest civilization, but we had lots of drinks and snacks. So what else would we need, am I right? About a half a mile away from the cabin, there was this massive pond. After a couple of beers, we went there, thinking we could go for a swim, but seeing the unnaturally dark water and a little forest of reeds, we decided that it probably was not worth getting rashes from the dirty water or cutting our legs on whatever litter might be roaming on the bottom, and we made our way back to the cabin. The evening was extraordinarily beautiful and peaceful. The red and purple sky was stunning, accompanied by the giant bonfire we made for the night full of marshmallow roasting and drinking. When the nighttime came, we were quick to drink, and it was about 1am. We were all in a good state of drunkenness, some more than others because Martin was already passed out in his folding chair. Wolf and I carried him to his room and put him in his bed, leaving all the doors wide open. Everything outside was pitch black, and our smart asses didn't bring a flashlight. But with one friend sleeping and us getting bored, we decided to walk back to that pond we went to previously and make a small campfire. But as we got near the trail that leads to the woods, we heard leaves crunching and twigs snapping like somebody was quickly walking just behind the trees about 30 feet in front of us. We quickly stopped. Wolf whispered, Hey, 
I think someone's there. It can't be. It's a private territory. Must be the wind or something, I said. Being quite drunk and actively brave, I loudly shouted, If there's someone there, put your freaking hands up in the air. Yeah, very mature, I know. But then, the sound stopped. It was as if whatever was making those sounds was never even there. Not being able to see because of the darkness, we got a bit creeped out and started to walk back towards the cabin, talking about how funny it would be if somebody lifted their hands in the air after saying that. But what I heard then made my heart sink. From inside of the cabin, we heard an ear-piercing scream. It was Martin. We rushed to the entrance of the cabin. Then we saw it. A pale, gray-skinned humanoid creature. It was probably about five feet tall with disproportionately long arms and webbed fingers. Its legs were bent backwards and were super skinny. The face had two giant black eyes and a mouth that was open, showing a row of long, pointy teeth. The creature was holding Martin's leg while he was screaming inhumanly loud. I never thought a human could produce such a high-pitched scream. The thing had to run past us at some point and get out of the cabin. So I was scared and wanted to pee myself. We had to somehow get past this thing to get inside. Thinking quickly, we picked the biggest pieces of firewood and started throwing it at the creature. We both missed, but luckily it let go of Martin's leg and jumped back into the forest. We quickly dragged Martin back inside, closed all of the doors and windows, locking ourselves in the second floor bedroom, backs pressed against the door. Martin's leg was pretty badly scratched. We poured vodka on the wound and DIY bandaged his leg. The rest of the night we heard scratching at the entrance and the windows. We were afraid it would break the windows and get inside, but to our luck, it never did. At one point, the scratching stopped, so Wolf went to the window and checked if it was gone, but to his horror, it was standing outside the window, looking straight at him. When the sun came up, we checked through all the windows for the creature. It looked like it was gone. We had to get out of the woods. After a couple of hours of being absolute scared out of our mind, we finally grew a pair and started running as fast as we could. The journey to the train station was the longest of my entire life. I was afraid to see that creature again, but we managed to get home safe. We've never told anybody what we saw. Nobody believed us. I never really believed in those scary stories that I used to listen to either. The creature was similar looking to the Dover Demon but not quite exactly. I still do not know why the creature didn't attack me and Wolf. Maybe it saw Martin as easy prey while he was in his drunken state, but I'm happy it all ended safely. I think the creature came from that pond. Those webbed hands indicate that the creature is semi-aquatic, so whether I'm right or wrong, I'm super glad that we didn't go for a swim there. It could have ended so much worse if it had. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true European cryptid encounter horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this episode gets, the more YouTube promotes it in the algorithm, and that's incredibly helpful to the show. 
If you're listening to this on iTunes or another podcast platform, please give the show a five-star rating, as it truly helps me out. If you're new to the show, why not join us? Hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications to never miss a new episode, as I upload them nearly every single day in all things natural and supernatural. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, whether it's a European cryptid story or a cryptid story from somewhere else in the world, I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. Submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. It's stories like yours that truly help keep this show going on a daily basis. If you're on the go, but don't have YouTube Premium, and still want to listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and just about everywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. If you would like to support the Swamp outside of hitting that like button, subscribing, and giving us a 5-star rating on iTunes, maybe check out the merch store. I have t-shirts, hoodies, and more, and I'd love to see you guys wearing some cool Swamp threads. I'd love to know in the comments down below, what story was your favorite? I'd have to say the Swedish troll one might be mine. A very interesting story there. One last thanks to Raid Shadow Legends for supporting the show today. I really much appreciate that and would love to play alongside you guys and my clan on Raid Shadow Legends. Be sure to join me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and I'll see you guys soon with another creepy video.